Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Southern Ontario Cowboy. I am Megan O'Brien. And I am Malcolm Fry. It is so awesome to finally connect with everybody. We're so, so pumped. Okay. So we don't have a guest with us for this episode. We kind of just want to share with you guys, um, you know, what we're about, what we're hoping to get from the podcast, why we decided to create this podcast. Um, so yeah, let's just, let's just jump right in. Let's just get into it. Malcolm. Yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, I guess the thing that probably makes me anything near purposeful of being on here. Um, last year I purchased Roy Irons and Saddlery. Um, interesting story there. I had heard of this, um, Roy guy. From this Roy guy. <laughs> one or two one or two people in um, the industry. And we were camping at the Sawgame Bluffs, my family. And mm-hmm. um, we were there for a week. So midway through the week, we decided, you know what? The saddle I was riding hurt like crazy. So I, I couldn't ride more than five minutes without crying. So, crying. It, it was almost that bad. Um, <laughs> they will eventually understand, Megan, that I exaggerate. And um, and he's not funny, guys. I literally, he's not nope. funny. I try too hard. <laughs> <laughs> so as long we, as you know that, yeah, yeah. Well, um, so we went over, and as anybody that's been to Roy's store understands, you go for an hour, you stay for a day, and literally. that's what happened. And we we were chatting, and I, you know, looking for a saddle, and this was one of the young horses I was working with at the time, and. So there was one, it was nice, felt good. So I said, you know, the way Roy lets you do. So I took it for a trial and we went trail riding that the next day in the morning and um, came back. The first day we were there, we were just talking along and Roy said, I don't, I don't know, how, I don't remember how we got on the conversation or, but Roy just, he said, you know, we were chatting. He said, yeah, we'd sell. But uh, it's it's not really for sale. But I mean, we're at that point. We we'd sell. Uh, it just it triggered something in my mind just with the location of where I live. And um, so we went and rode the saddle. And essentially the next day I came back and said, "Okay, Roy, I'll I'll take the saddle and how much you want for the business." And that's what started that journey for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really enjoy the tax store aspect of the equine industry. One, I'm I'm a people person, and you know I enjoy I enjoy just having people through the doors, and you know I might end up being a Roy where it's come for an hour, stay for a day. But um, no, I I really do enjoy just just meeting people and you know hearing their stories and hearing about their horses, and you know if I can help them problem solve something, fantastic. If I don't know, I'll tell you I don't know, but we'll we'll figure it out. Um, yeah. You know, so that that's where I'm at right now. And it's not where I hope to be in 30 years, but um, it's it's all about, it's about the journey. It's about the people you meet. It's about the horses you've ridden. Um, so now to you, what makes you, Megan, a Southern Ontario cowgirl? Oh, gosh, a cowgirl. I don't know. Maybe a mild equestrian. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Honestly, I have been around horses my whole life. My parents bought me my first pony. I don't even know when. I know I couldn't walk yet. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm just very fortunate. It's something my parents always wanted. They always wanted to do. 
is have horses. And, you know, they met each other and they were able to fulfill that dream for each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was raised with, you know, not the, uh, the flashiest ponies in the pen. We had some definite uh, backyard trail nags for sure. We had some Arabs for a while, I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy to look back and think of where my parents started and where my family is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that, you know what, that all stems from, they were humble. They wanted to learn, you know, anyone mm-hmm. that would help anyone that would teach, they would listen. Um, you know, we, we started off with a lot of kinsmen horses and, and, you know, then we made some connections in the States with, with the Limas and we were, we're riding a lot of L and L horses. And, and now my brother-in-law, he has his own brand, you know, the Rocky H for hunt performance horses. And yeah, it's so crazy to think where we are now and where we were at the beginning. But honestly, for me, I'm no one. I'm really no one special. I'm just a girl who loves horses. And I've been, you know, kind of just around the industry my whole life. Um, I barrel raced for a little bit when I was younger. I, you know, I do the sorting thing with my family. I rope a little bit. But honestly, for me, it's, you know, it's just the people. I love the atmosphere, the environment. Um, I just love everything culture i love the fashion i love the attitude the character i just love everything about it and that's why for me this podcast is so important because i really want to build that in ontario because mm-hmm. it was it once was it spectacular was, yeah. yeah it was very large you know even just you know 80 years ago and you look at it now and it's, it's just not what it could be and 80 years I can do, did you know, we well, there was definitely horses, but 80 years ago, because I'm just thinking um, Roy just passed away and he was 89. And yeah. as far as like Western, Roy Ironson brought the first quarter horses to yes. Ontario. He brought them here, but I mean, there was horses here previously. Yes, there was. I, I wonder what they were barrel racing then. I don't think they were barrel racing then. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I don't know if that's what they oh, were doing. Were, were, were they jumping side saddles? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> anyway, um, sorry, no. you, you were going with your story. Back on track. <laughs> Cowboy culture at one point in Ontario was huge. And mm-hmm. I would just, if I can even play the smallest part in bringing that back, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on cloud nine. I'm happy. That's all I care about. I, my, my part in this podcast is just to be, you know, the vessel that brings the stories, that bring these amazing people you know, and to share their stories and share the history in the present and what they hope for the future. Mm-hmm. I'm just a girl who loves ponies. That's about it. <laughs> don't, don't they all. <laughs> don't we all. I don't know who said diamonds were a girl's best friend. We're full of shit. Okay. Everybody wants a pony. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and guys, guys realized that diamonds were the cheaper of the two evils. Probably, yeah. yeah. I always, I always get a joke. I always get such a joke out of um those memes that you see circulating around like Valentine's Day and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like the price of a rose, a price of twelve. Then it's like a price of a hundred hay bales, <laughs> and the price of a round <laughs> bale. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it, that's it, honey. <laughs> yeah. So how did we come to starting a podcast? How long? So... How long did you have something like this in your mind? So honestly, I've been, I've had this idea in my head for a while that I wanted to do something. I didn't necessarily know what it was, but I wanted mm-hmm. to do something to be more involved in the community and to bring the community together. Um, because I can't tell you how many times, you know, the equine community, the rodeo world, cowboy culture has, you know, it's saved my life like a couple different times. 
I, you know, I, I, and it's very forgiving. I've stepped away and I've stepped back in more times than I'd like, but you know what, that's just life and it happens. Yeah. And you know, this most, the most recent event in my life was I had sold my horse. I had sold my trailer. I traded in my truck because I was buying a house with my ex and we were trying to, you know, start a life and get ahead. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows this, this hobby, this passion, this lifestyle, it's not a cheap one. Mm-hmm. So I had to be the adult for five minutes and I had to, you know, close this, close this book, close that chapter and try to start this new one. And, uh, I had full intention of getting back as soon as, as soon as we could, you know, we were financially yeah. set and, yeah. you know, we had started life. I had totally planned on coming back full swing, but you know, that, that saying God, you know, you make plans and you hear God laughing. That is not the way my life went, my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why they call them plans and not concrete foundations. That's right. Yeah. I just, you know what? So I, I got rid of the boyfriend and I got rid of the house and I bought my dream horse. I've got myself a very nice truck, you know, a small trailer I can haul down the road and I am happy, happy, happy. I don't think I've ever been this happy my whole entire life. And yeah, and yeah, I I've met, I've met some incredible people, you know, in, mm-hmm. in a very short period of time and that all kind of led you and I to connect mm-hmm. um, when you offered me to be part of the sliding stop team. And I just was like, you know what? I have this idea. I have this idea for a podcast and here we are. You loved it. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, f- for me, again, it goes back to, you know, last year I spent the whole summer in Chesley with Roy and you know, is sitting there listening to stories. I mean, sometimes the same story over and over again, but I mean. But those are always the good ones. Oh, yeah. They're, um, they're cutting horse, Blue Hornet. Um, I, I heard that one a lot, but I mean, just, just super cool stories and just where, you know, um, in their prime, where, you know, like the horse industry, like it, it, it just in the stories, you could feel like it was booming and you know like it was there was people involved and everybody was having fun together and you know there's some of the shows i go to now and i'm like walking around like where is everybody like you know and i i desperately i would love for us to have kind of you know like the buzz at horse shows where it's like you know people are having fun and hanging out and now i mean don't get me wrong it's not a complete ghost town i've met a lot of people and had a lot of fun at horse shows i was gonna um, say you've been to a couple of our sortings and i think you had a very good time <laughs> I, okay i i might have and that's and you know what and sorting's a great event for that where you know because you're sitting there because of the way it's set up with the teams you're sitting there and you're going in and out and in and out and out so you are socializing um Mm -hmm. some of the more specialized events yeah it's there's people there and you know they show their horse they go put their horse feed their horse and then all of a sudden they disappear and you're just like okay um which i mean that's fine everybody can have their own choice but yeah to but to listen to those stories of quarter rama and what ontario was at one point and it's kind of like what happened to us it's almost it's almost depressing i'm like what Mm -hmm. what can what can we do to bring people together um because to me you know if you look at you know if you and i are say you know third generation horse industry in ontario Mm -hmm. which is you know industry in ontario is just babies and for us to be like you know 
at the stage of Corderama and now we're, you know, where we are. Yeah. It, it, it's a little bit sad. And I hope that, I hope that we can just start pulling people together and be like, let's work mm-hmm. together people as if we, you know, like, you know, the horse Hashtag industry, Team Ontario, exactly. And, you know, that's, <laughs> that just came from floating around in my head. I was just like, that's what it should be. You know, if we've got one person competing in Texas, all our hearts should be in Texas is, you know, kind of how I, I see that. But I mean, you know, I, agree. I definitely think that, you know, we call it the equine community, the rodeo community, the, you know, the rodeo world. It's definitely, it, that's 100% what it is and what it needs to, con- to continue to be. It's a community. It's a village. And, you know, mm-hmm. especially here in Ontario, it is, I think, so unique because, yes, our community is small. We tend to know everybody and, and your mm-hmm. friends with, comp- with your competitors and your yeah. competitors with some of your best friends. Mm-hmm. And it's so important um, to continue to encourage one another, to encourage our community as a whole. And I think... Yeah. I think sometimes, you know, and I, we've all done it, you know, you, you start, you start small and you build your way up and you finally get that good horse. And then all of a sudden you start to forget that you once weren't so great. Yeah. You once were the new guy pulling in and the, in the shitty two horse bumper pull straight load trailer with the cheap tack and you didn't know anybody and you had some half bred nag in there. And, but you know, that, that guy, all he wanted to do is come and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all any of us really want to do is we want to go do what we love, something we're all incredibly passionate about, have yeah. a good time, maybe pull a check, and, and, you know, and go home smiling. And I think sometimes, you know, we just, we forget that we all started as that guy. Well, I mean, <laughs> having you talk about, you know, that person, you know, what, you know, driving in with that trailer that they had to weld back together you know i was there my first trailer i went to do a spring break service on it and pulled out a piece of piece of plywood and two years later i finally had it all welded back together but you know my challenge for anybody that hears this episode of the podcast is if we ever get back to doing horse shows find that person say hi say welcome and tell them if you need anything come find me and that is, you know, who I try to be, you know, and that's, yeah. and, you know, going out from me to anybody listening right now that if you see um, a tack booth, um, that's the sliding stop tack shop, come find us, whether it's not me, if it's not me, somebody I have there, if um, come and find us, if you need anything, ask for it, you know, we're there. Yeah, we're there to sell tack, but we're there for you to have a good time come find us we'll guide if you need to know where the admissions off anything if you need to know where anything is or how things work um come find us and you know (laughs) i think i think building off of that malcolm that's definitely something i want from this podcast as well is it it to be a resource you know if and all these shows and events they all need volunteers you know if you don't want to ride a horse but you want to come hang out oh god we have jobs for you do we ever have jobs for you so um, true it's so true right? it's so, so, we, we need all the gate openers that we can find yeah. all those poor boyfriends that get dragged to the bail oh, race yeah. all the poor girlfriends yeah, yeah. that get dragged to the, to the roping arena like yeah. we have jobs for you <laughs> 
It's so true, though, because, and you know what, I had this conversation with my dad. And you know what, guys, I apologize. You're going to hear me mention my dad a lot. My dad is one of my heroes. And uh, he's a cool I, guy. He's, he's a really he's a cool, pretty guy. cool guy. Most people that meet him, they tend to like him. <laughs> but uh, I, I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for my, you know, for both my parents. But my dad has, he's always pushed me to, you know, mm-hmm. do everything I can in this life. So well, I had that, I had that conversation with my dad, you know, just this morning, I, I said to him, you know, it's not when people say, you know, cowboy and cowgirl, that doesn't mean, you know, you have to get up at 5am and you're going to check fence and you're on a massive ranch and you're riding multiple horses every day. Like, that's not what that means to me, cowboy, cowgirl. It's a mindset. It's about getting up every day, doing your best, you know, being a badass, working hard, being driven and doing it's something that you hustle. love and like making the most of it. It's that hustle, 100%. It's yeah. that hustle. And you know what? Like, I grew up on a very small acreage hobby farm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just under two acres and it's not a lot, but I am so thankful for that every day because you know what? Now I ride an amazing gelding and I have incredible friends and I get to be in this industry and be in this community. And it's all because of that small two acre, you know piece of land that my parents bought and you know yeah. started us on 100%. shit horses yeah. and i'm so thankful and you want know to me like hell yeah I'm, I, yeah i'm a girl who loves ponies but i'm a fucking cowgirl and i'm so proud of it and yeah. i just want i just that's what this podcast is about to me is you know promoting that and helping other people be proud of where they come yeah. from and what they have and what they're reaching towards so a couple questions that we are going to ask every guest is a what do you think of cowboy culture currently in ontario B, where would you like it to go? C, if you could give one chunk of advice to an amateur, what would it be? And D, if you could give a chunk of advice to a pro, what would it be? So, Malcolm, where would we like to see cowboy culture in Ontario? Um, I would love to see cowboy culture in Ontario where, pardon me, but maybe almost a little bit of a spectacle like horse and buggies in Waterloo region where, oh you know, people got to come see this, check it out. <laughs> um, oh my God. A tourist no, attraction it's almost, true. But like, you know, it is least, an attraction. It is it, an attraction. And I don't know like, when people stop seeing it that way. It's a spectator. A lot of these are spectator sports and it's, that's one Literally, huge aspect sorting, that I cutting, feel that. Rodeo, yeah. like, you know, all of it. It is, yeah. it is a spectator sport. It is an attraction. And, you know, that's where I would like to see cowboy culture yeah, go. That is, is, that is, is making it more known, like having yeah. the tourists, having, you know, the public, Absolutely. normal people, yeah. <laughs> not us crazy horse people, come out and observing, you know, and seeing probably, a little. Probably part. was scared them off in the first place. Probably. Those people showed up. Those people, bat shit fucking nuts we're leaving what's wrong with that (laughs) kids don't talk to them let's go (laughs) but yeah i think that's one huge aspect we've really lost is the spectator side of it Mm -hmm. um not so much in rodeo because there's a lot of crazy stuff i don't know there i would say if there's any horse event that still has the best spectatorship it would still be rodeo has it has it suffered Probably. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I haven't. Right. But it's still the one that probably has the best spectatorship. Like, you know, that's the one where, you know, your real cowboys from Listowel are going to be hanging. They'll be watching, right? 
I, I had to. Sorry. Sorry, Lester Wolf. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, that's, it's, you know. You hey, you can't forget for about, like, Mitchell, time, right? Sebringville, like, Shakespeare, Stratford. Yeah, Come on. Like. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Letterkenny. Listowel's just automatically the town you pick on now. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, we'll t- don't worry, guys. We'll take our turn picking on everybody. Yeah. Well, well yeah, Malcolm will. Malcolm will. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I pick on myself enough, too. So it, it, it all equals out, right? It's fair. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, but that is the one I think I feel like we're really missing out on, you know, especially for mm-hmm. clubs that are, you know, that's kind of from a business perspective, you know, it's an income draw we're losing out on. But again, I think the big thing we're missing out is is volunteers and, you know, yes. just kind of that um, team aspect. You know, we still have so- some of that very old, old farm community neighbors help neighbors stuff in the equine industry. Mm-hmm. But it could be better, and especially we're here for when it, it comes to running that. shows. Yeah, um, that that is yeah, that is the absolute best part of it. So still, guys, is you know helping each other. This out. is your reminder. This is your reminder when you are at a show and it's been a long day. We know you want to go home and you have horses to take care of. Maybe you have like little ones to take care of. You got to get dinner on the table. We know it's been a long day, but you know what? Take five minutes. Ask whoever's running the show. Can we do anything for you before we leave? You know, mm, I try to do absolutely. that everywhere I go. You know, I clean up after myself and then I go and I double check. Can I help tear anything down? Do you need any help, you know, packing shit up? Like, you know, take five minutes because if everybody helps, it'll take t- it'll take five minutes. It won't take hours. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, do your part. We are a small community but, and it takes a village, guys. It really does. So and that is where Malcolm and yeah. I would like to see cowboy culture. And a big step is getting our getting our spectators out again but so now one word of advice for our beginners that one's don't on you up. i i answered the other one yeah there you go okay that's me yeah, yeah don't give up don't give up keep coming out and you know and you know this kind of goes for the beginners and the pros when you see like you said earlier when you see that beginner coming out you know say hi to them make them feel welcome because you know what that that is the next generation if Absolutely. we, you know, we keep discouraging new people from coming out, how the hell are we going to grow, guys? It's just not going to mm-hmm. happen. Remember, and, stay know, humble. I think, I think stay very patient. few people will actually discourage somebody from coming out. I think what happens is, is, you know, we go, we see our friends where, you know, we've been practicing with these people for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we don't try to discourage people. Just be conscious make yeah. an effort to welcome new people and you know don't just be like oh i wonder who that is and keep go over say hi figure out who it yeah. is hi because i'm that, megan like exactly who the hell are you <laughs> exactly right where because do you come from <laughs> the act of not doing it is actually a discouragement it's neglectful yes absolutely and, and i think and i think we're being neglectful we're not doing our part and we're not being that village and we're not being that community yeah. that we're also proud to be a part of yeah. And um, absolutely anybody listening, again, come find me if, if I'm there. If anything badged, the sliding stop is there, come find us. We're 100% yeah. ready to help. Come find, come find Malcolm. Come find me. You know, I, we're, we're going to have that logo out really soon, guys. I swear. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be on my truck. We're going to get it on Malcolm's. Like, you know, we find are? anything that says, Sweet. yeah, we are. Yeah, we are, buddy. <laughs> 
So, you know, find the sliding stop, find the Southern Ontario cowboy. You know what? You, you find those logos, you will find us and we will help. We, we are all about the community. We're all about the village and we're all about advocating and building cowboy culture, building the equine community in Southern Ontario, in Ontario in general. So yeah, that's biggest advice for beginners and the biggest advice to the pros is yeah stay humble stay patient Mm -hmm. and don't be neglectful you know keep your eye out for that new guy because you saying hi and lending a smile that could change everything that could be the make or break for him coming again and never like never showing his face again oh and it just goes to show like the people we have in the industry there's a ton of fun to be had um yeah and yeah absolutely um a hundred percent. We're hope to God that we bring, you know, get some people interested and bring some people out for sure. Yeah. I really hope, I really hope, you know, even if this podcast plays a small part in that and, you know, spiking that interest and bringing some spectators to the stands, that would be everything. That would be everything. Well, guys, I think we've talked enough about ourselves. We promise not to do this again. Ever. It won't be this obnoxious. We've set our piece. <laughs> the podcast will get interesting. Yeah, it won't just, it's not going to be the Megan and Malcolm show. Don't worry. We are very excited to announce our first guest will be Bruce Ionson. So we're very excited to sit down with him. Um, that will be out next. Well, actually, that'll be out in the next couple of days as well. We are going to yeah. kind of do these ones back to back just to keep yeah. you guys interested. Yeah. And uh, for anybody out there that doesn't know, um, Bruce is Roy's oldest son. Um, And just, yeah, through purchasing the store, I've become pretty good friends with Bruce and just another fantastic guy. He's um, not currently in the equine industry. Um, You know, one of those guys that, you know, was part of it in Ontario's prime. So that's going to be kind of our focus with him is um, the history of Roy kind of, you know, they called Roy the king of the cowboys or big R and, you know, kind of, he's really a founding father. And, you know, I, ho- I really hope to get into some of, you know, the people I'm that Roy worked with now. to build this industry. So yeah, I'm now you're getting second apologize <laughs> now because I probably am going to cry. I'm probably going to tear up yeah. a little bit during the episode. It's probably yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and I think yeah. all of us know Roy was just this amazing person and we are all so very, we owe a lot to him and the well, industry that we do have here in Ontario. So cow- cowboy culture owes just about a hundred percent of everything to Roy. And, um, yes. So, so for me personally, and the with, rest of our um, OG cowboys. Oh, absolutely. Um, so for me with having this, the sliding stop, um, you know, uh, to me, it's more important that this, business is successful it because i so desperately want to carry that legacy forward it, it it's not even about the sliding stop and malcolm it's about this used to be roy the founding father one of the founding mm-hmm. fathers of cowboy culture the western horse the quarter horse in not only ontario eastern canada you know um I'll stop now before I give away all the secrets of in the yeah, next, next just, episode. Let's, so. just, let's just let's just shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> you, all you, right, yeah, guys. Yeah, hit a passion, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Please remember to check out the sliding stop on Instagram, Facebook, and on their website, theslidingstop.com. The shop is open from Monday to Thursday, 12 to 8, Friday, 12 to 6, and Saturday, 10 to 5. There are COVID restrictions in place, but it's really what you're comfortable with, guys. And friends, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram and subscribe. Thank you again so, so much for all the support so far. We are 
you know, we owe everything to you guys. We're incredibly thankful. Keep spreading that good word, friends. Cheers.